And I kind of just thought, if this is going to be it, if this is going to be my life and I can never really progress from where I am to what I want to be, then I can do so much else in this world. I can make a difference in other ways and other areas. That's Sarah Byrne from Sarah Byrne Wellness, talking about how she felt before starting her right work. She's with me on this episode because there's nothing quite like a real life example. And you'll hear that Sarah truly does get real. There's bags of know yourself takeaways in this one. I'm Alicia Ward and this is Get Working Right. Digging into what it really takes for work to be right. For you, for me, for all of us. Uncovering what it actually takes to get working right. It's fab to have Sarah Byrne on the podcast today. Sarah is a UK-based Louisiana girl and runs Sarah Byrne Wellness. She is dedicated to helping working mamas find themselves again through essential oils, yoga and the self-care they deserve. Sarah, you're wonderfully open on your website and you share such a vivid story about your journey to doing your right work. I love it. Tell me, what makes this the right work for you? I was having this conversation earlier um, with a friend and it it is a funny one because if I look back to even being a child, my whole purpose in life was to help mothers. Um, and I don't know where it came from. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because I had such, my grandparents raised me, so maybe I had a fantastic example, but I've always wanted to help mothers. Um, So, so yeah, that's what makes it the right work. It's almost like it's in my DNA. Um, So, yeah. Ah, and there's lots of ways you could have chosen to help mothers. What made you choose this particular way? I think to answer your question, I want to help as many mothers as possible. And I don't I don't think that the anxiety and the struggles that I have gone through and the challenges that I've gone through as a mother are very unique to myself. I think that they are very commonplace. Um, and why yoga? I started with yoga. It was my entry into this whole world of healing. Um, as a healing modality, as a yoga teacher, I do a lot of coaching. I listen a lot to my students, particularly my private students. So it it just, it all sort of merged together. The oils have helped me a lot as, as a human, as a mother, as a woman. Um, so again, it's just something that I would want to create. I think using things like yoga and essential oils and coaching to help combat or to smooth over those everyday challenges that mothers um, find or feel is just a really nice holistic way of looking at the whole the whole package um so yeah I think yoga was my gateway my entry point into this whole healing modality um and everything else just sort of fell into place I'm a natural teacher. That's a strength of mine. So doing something like coaching, teaching about essential oils, teaching yoga, it all just kind of fits in. Um, And I think the universe has, you know, guided me to, to finding these modalities. So, yeah. So powerful. 
And if we can skip back in time a bit, uh, you've told me that you were unfulfilled in your part-time job after your daughter was born. Why was that? Um, when my daughter was born, I I had a full-time job at a school and then I went part-time after that. Um, and I think feeling unfulfilled was quite unique in my experience because the reason that I had started to do that particular job was the end result was that I would get my teaching certification. Um, and again, I'm a teacher. I thought this is brilliant. I can work with students. I can make a difference. I can really see the difference that I am making if I am in this profession. And when I found out that actually I wasn't going to be able to do my teaching certification, um, I kind of thought, well, I'll give it a go, see how it is. And there were some management changes and and that had happened before I had gone on maternity leave. And I thought, well, maybe it'll be better. <laughs> maybe it'll just be better. Um, and it wasn't. And I thoroughly enjoyed what I was doing. I thoroughly enjoyed um, being the, I, I, I arranged mentoring sessions with our at-risk children at the school. And I loved working with the teachers that I worked with and things like that. But the end of the day, I, I was feeling really unfulfilled because the kids weren't exactly responding in the way that I thought or wanted them to respond to the support that I was giving them. And I kind of just thought, if this is going to be it, if this is going to be my life and I can never really progress from where I am to what I want to be, then I can do so much else in this world. I can make a difference in other ways and other areas and things like that. So I think for me, it just came from feeling feeling like there was no progression in the job that I was in. I was kind of there. That was the progression. I was done. Um, and I wanted to make a difference and I wanted to help people. Um, and I love helping kids, but I think maybe I could get through to their mothers a little bit more. If you help mothers, they then in turn have happier, healthier children. And happier, healthier children mean that we have a happier, healthier future. I, I love that. So the, the idea of the, you know, the work that you do um, has has a ripple effect. It has a great, much greater impact than just the one person that you're um, working with. It goes on and on and on, spreading through the generations. What would you say was your journey to discovering that this was the kind of work that you wanted to do? Oh, what a journey. Um <laughs> <laughs> So I've always been a teacher, as in I started basically working at my university as an, uh, an English as a second language teacher. Um, I then moved on to Japan and it was just a real journey. And by the time I got to the UK, I thought I'll just stay being a teacher. And the UK law wasn't allowing that. Um, so I thought, well, I'll teach yoga. And as I evolved as a person, because as you as you start teaching yoga, you change, you have different ideas, things open up to you. Um, and I had gone through a sort of a healing journey myself with my um, with my physical and mental well-being. I just sat down one day and thought, what is it that I really want to do? And I started Googling 
as we all do. <laughs> Google has all the answers. Um, health coach. And it and it popped up with the program that I eventually went with. Um, and they did health and life coaching. And I thought, oh, my goodness, that is it. That is what I want to do. I want to help people be happier and healthier. And I think it was always a niggle in the back of my brain to do some sort of coaching. But I never thought that I would be in a position to just go for it. And then all of the signs from the universe sort of aligned and I was able to just go for it. Um, And it was a huge leap of faith. And I am so glad that I did it. That's quite, that is quite a journey. (laughs) You're you're (laughs) right on that. Um, And I'm always interested to know uh, when people do you kind of have that moment where they they realize actually that's the thing I want to do um how the rest of their uh previous experience um turns out to be relevant and really useful in that um can you tell me a bit about how that's worked for you yeah so I think being a teacher you I'm I'm very used to getting up in front of a classroom of teenagers or a classroom of adults or a class you know like I'm used to being up in front of a group of people talking instructing listening and also acting pretty crazy so (laughs) so my comfortableness I think in front of a camera and and speaking publicly so to speak has really helped um and just again, being a teacher, you have to be you have to be full of empathy, right? Because everyone comes to you for a different from a different background, and you have to try and understand that. Um, so I think that's really helped, you know. And I like to talk, and I like to help people. You've mentioned to me that you're multi passionate, um, and so it's people that are like that can sometimes struggle to launch something because they're pulled in all sorts of different directions. Um, if that if that mirrors your experience at all, would you talk to me a little bit about that? If it mirrors it, that is me. <laughs> <laughs> I I read a really good book once by Marianne Williamson, and I'll just turn around and see if I can find out the title. The Law of Divine Compensation. And in it, she talks about this carpenter who really wants to be a musician, but he's very talented at being a carpenter. And he constantly turns down jobs to be a carpenter, to do that kind of work, because he wants to play music. But he's not making any money to rent the space to record his music music right so she talks to him about embracing what you're doing really really well to then have the money to focus on your passions so to speak so I I try to focus on the thing that I'm doing really really well now which is teaching yoga to then be able to put more energy into those things that I'm wanting to launch and it's hard to keep your eye on the ball of one thing I think but I just try and find a balance as much as possible and say well you've spent three days working on this let's do two days working on this kind of thing if that makes sense yeah absolutely absolutely and how do you manage your work Sarah how do you fit work into your life I am still a work in progress I think 
most moms are a work in progress when it comes to fitting everything in. Balance is an absolute farce. Like <laughs> it works and it is for some. You you are balance for each family is very individual to that family. So I really try to choose three things a day that I want to get done. I know that I have classes at certain times that I have to teach. I know that for example I've got a challenge coming up on the 25th of March. So I've got blocks of time set out in my schedule to organize that. And then I know that each day next week at two o'clock, I'm going live in my Facebook group. So it's just about keeping a schedule. Block scheduling is super important when it comes to keeping everything flowing, but also to not schedule or to think I have to do everything in a day. Um, I really try to shut off on the weekends just because I feel like it's my time as well. Um, so I will do Sunday as planning day. So I try to have most of Saturday off and I will try and have one day a week off. Um, it's like Pilates and self-care stuff sort of organized in there, but it's always a work in progress. I'm always changing and adjusting and looking at where I can automate my business and looking at where I can say, no, I'm, I, I can't fit that in um, and get rid of it or shelve it or automate it. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of how I try and do that. Um. <laughs> a work in progress. That's like a truth of life, right? So if you could go back in time and whisper just one piece of advice in your younger self's ear, what would it be? start <laughs> just start I think we you know my husband has written on a post-it note on my on my office um desk a baby doesn't just decide to walk take a small step you try you fail you learn mm. right and I think if we don't start which is is a lot of the times the majority of our battle when we are trying to find our passion our our calling in life we get so scared of what other people are going to think or we get so scared of failing or we get so scared of not making the right decision and it not working out the way that it should that we just never start so I think my biggest advice to my younger self and to myself today is to just start that is great advice um that is fantastic advice and you're not the first person i've spoken to that says that just start and um what do you wish you knew uh, starting out gosh um i just think as i said before to just be real and, and ready for people to not like me i am hand on heart a huge people pleaser i spent most of my childhood trying to get people to like me which I'm not saying is the right way to go about it. It just, the circumstances of my life created a huge people pleaser. Um, I think I have learned to have many different faces because I have just tried to fit in with whoever was around. And to do that, I needed to be a chameleon of sorts and make myself into who it is that they wanted me to be so that I could fit in with them. So if it was someone who was quite negative, then I in turn was quite negative. If it was someone who was super spiritual, then I in turn tried to find some spirituality. 
Um, and it took a long time for me to realize just who I was and to be comfortable with that. You know, I, I am quite a spiritual person. I read my tarot cards. I follow the energy of the earth, that kind of thing. I am also quite funny. So, you know, and I can be quite crass and I can be quite sarcastic and quite real. And I think it's refreshing when I find someone else who is as real and as raw and as sarcastic as I am. So if I am more of me, I will pull in more of me's, if that makes sense. Um, and I just think sort of personal experiences around that. I just think that you, it is a very slippery slope when you put on masks because it's very very easy to just become that mask and it's very easy then to lose yourself you lose a lot about who you are and what you find tr as truth and what you really benefit from um because you're so used to being this other person you hide behind these lies so to speak and it's sometimes easier to lie than it is to be truthful about your life um and so I think in that regard, I do believe that you just need to just be careful because you can you can fall into a slippery slope and you can become your lies. You can become that chameleon and that isn't really you deep down. Um, so to just be mindful of that. Great advice. And when you think back, Sarah, to before you launched Sarah Bone Wellness, What's the difference that doing your right work has made to you personally? I would say that I feel more fulfilled. I think, you know, I feel more in alignment with what I want to do and what I want to get out of my work. I, I'm driven with the knowledge or by the knowledge that the work that I am doing is needed um, and is appreciated. Um, the women that I have worked with have all loved the coaching and have really felt massive, massive habit changes and, and mind shifts um, by the end of our work. So I think it's just feeling more in alignment and fulfilled with what I'm doing. Ah, oh, love that. Um, Sarah, you know, it's been so really wonderful talking to you. Um, it's been great to hear your story. Um, and it's been great to hear a little bit of the behind the scenes at your work. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only one whose interest has been piqued. So it'd be wonderful if you could share the best way to find out more and to get started with you. So I do have a website and it's www.sarahburnwellness.com. Um, and I'm also on Instagram at Sarah Burn Wellness. Uh, and that would be Sarah with a H and Burn as B-Y-R-N-E. So they're the best ways to get in touch with me. I'm on Facebook, but I think Instagram is really where I like to hang out and play. So those are the best ways to get in touch. Add me and we can start a conversation on there. That is great. Thank you so much, Sarah. Uh, lots of places to find you. Um, and I'll make sure that uh, I get those all linked up in the show notes. Um, so thanks so much. Uh, let's talk again soon. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. I loved chatting with Sarah. So many gems. 
brilliant that their teaching theme kept appearing in her work. Also, that she's really worked hard to strip back those masks. This self-knowledge stuff is so important in getting to your right work and beyond, really, to living a life that's right for you. And if you know it's your time, I'm here to help. You can book your free, yes, free, Right Direction Breakthrough at getworkingright.com. Get yourself over there and get working right.